In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In 2011, a column in the New York Times identified Thanksgiving as the most psychologically correct holiday. The results aren't particularly surprising, but the column listed the benefits of feeling gratitude. It went like this. Cultivating an attitude of gratitude has been linked to better health, sounder sleep, less anxiety and depression, higher long-term satisfaction with life, and kinder behavior toward others, including romantic partners. A new study shows that feeling grateful makes people less likely to turn aggressive when provoked, which helps explain why so many brothers-in-law survive Thanksgiving without serious injury. Again, it's not particularly surprising that feeling grateful is good for you. But the New York Times column set out to offer some helpful advice. What if you're not a very grateful person? How do you cultivate some feelings of gratitude? The advice ranged from making lists and writing special thank you letters, all the way to thinking religious thoughts, just generally speaking. And then the author concluded his column with a last-ditch effort. If you're still struggling to feel grateful, just tell yourself it could always be worse. Now, I suppose that might have worked for the ten lepers. They may have been able to engender some feelings of gratitude if they imagined all the ways their situation could be worse. But it would have been tough. It really couldn't have been much worse. By virtue of their leprosy, they were outcasts. They couldn't participate in either the liturgical or the common life of God's holy people. They were as good as dead. They were identified almost solely on the basis of their disease, their uncleanness. And for the Samaritan, it was doubly so. He was unclean and a foreigner. And so it was certainly a struggle for that sad lot of lepers to feel grateful. They probably couldn't feel much of anything except despair. And so they cried out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Now there are a few things that satisfy our craving for self-improvement as much as practical tips about things that are good for us. How to eat better, exercise more, work smarter, study more effectively, be more prepared for retirement. If you browse the internet, you'll find list after numbered list of tips and tricks for becoming a more successful human being. And a lot of it can be really helpful, but when we start strategizing in order to feel gratitude, we may have missed the point of gratitude. I don't mean to say that feeling gratitude isn't good for you. I just mean to say that you shouldn't mistake those feelings of gratitude for actually being grateful. Feelings are fickle. And while feeling gratitude may benefit your health, it doesn't necessarily correspond to actually being grateful. Here's an example. 
The Pharisee and the tax collector both stood in the temple and prayed to God. And the Pharisee clearly felt gratitude. God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. He made a list. He said a special thank you to God. He was thinking religious thoughts, and he was imagining how things could have been worse. And he felt grateful. But he missed the boat on gratitude. And that's because for him, feeling grateful was all about him. It was an affirmation of his life, a self-justification. On the other hand, the tax collector went home genuinely grateful because God had taken his miserable life and given him a new one. That's what it means when it says that he went home justified. The tax collector wasn't conjuring up feelings of gratitude by imagining how things could be worse. He actually was grateful because they had been as bad as they could be. And God had given him a clean slate. That's the difference between the Samaritan leper and the nine others. The Samaritan leper returned to Jesus and glorified God because he was genuinely grateful. And he was grateful because he had been an outcast and a foreigner, and now he was something completely different. He had been given a brand new life. It wasn't a return to his old life, the life he had before. He was now a Samaritan leper who had been saved by Jesus. He was now a dead person who had been resurrected. The other lepers, on the other hand, seem content to return to their old lives. They're healed on the way, and if they went to the temple and were pronounced clean by the priest, it could be as if nothing had ever happened to them, as if they'd been living this whole time, as if Jesus had done nothing for them. And they might muster up some feelings of gratitude by imagining how things could be worse. They could be lepers, after all. But they're not grateful because they're content with returning to their old lives. They're not interested in being lepers who had been saved by Jesus. They're not interested in being dead people who had been resurrected. They were interested in being the same folks they were before. Now, hopefully you can see where this is going. You are dead people who have been resurrected. The author of that New York Times column couldn't say this because he didn't know you, but I know you, and I know that you were once dead. You were dead in your sins. You were dead like roadkill. You were dead until Jesus washed you clean and gave you a new life. And so you are people who don't just feel grateful because things could be worse. You are dead people who have been resurrected. You are foreigners and outcasts who have been loved and healed by Jesus. You don't have to worry about mustering up feelings of gratitude. 
The important thing is actually being grateful. And for Christians, for you, being grateful looks a lot like faith. It shows itself just like it did with the Samaritan leper when you return to Jesus and praise God because you are a forgiven sinner. It shows itself when you come here time after time to receive again every good thing from the one who resurrected you. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.